Hey everybody, uh, Skip here again uh, for another podcast of Finding Meaning. Uh, you may uh, have listened to my prior podcast. I did it while driving. Um, it wasn't too bad, I guess. I, I didn't quite get a chance to unpack all my thoughts. And I'm, I'm sitting here finally at home getting some rest, which is very important. And I, I, I want to give a little part two uh, to my last podcast because I, I think it's really important as we seek meaning to really understand this, that really what we are is an amalgam, is a, a formation of what we've been taught to be. We latch on to persona, we latch on to a, a sense of self uh, that we are told we are or that we have to be. And that's what we become. We, we are programmed by the reality we are in. And we are told this is what it means to be a good person and this is what it means to be a bad person or this is what it means to be a holy person and this is what it means to not be, etc., etc. And have you ever thought about who is dictating this stuff? or where this, these ideas come from. Um, really, they, they come from a, a collective agreement that this is what it means to be holy, or this is what it means to be righteous, or this is what it means to be successful, or this is what it means to be this or that, a good teacher, a good lawyer, a good preacher, a good garbage collector, or a bad one. My point is this, that we live in a, in a world where the definitions of things are a construct. They are uh, pat answers given us uh, by the formation of opinions and ideas over generations of people. Now, I'm not saying that's all bad, and I'm not saying that's all good. Uh, what I'm simply saying is this, that if we're going to find real meaning in our life, if we're really going to plumb the depth of finding real meaning, then, then we have to understand where we are at and who we are. Uh, you know, my life has sort of been like the movie Forrest Gump. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. I'm assuming you have. Uh, Forrest Gump was a person who went through several uh, circumstances in his life, many of which were historical. Of course, it's a fictional characterization. But Forrest Gump was this sort of person who uh, evolved or moved through different things that ultimately formed who he was at the end of the movie, which was a good father, a good husband. Uh, my life has been a Forrest Gumpish, and that I have done many things uh, from, you know, be a father. Uh, to ministry, to musician, to baker, to manager of people, to uh, you name it. I have worn many hats. I have put on many personas. Uh, I have been the long-haired hippie teenager, and I have been uh, the guy who has to fire and hire people. You name it. I've done it in my 54 years, just about. What that has taught me is this at least where I am at now at 54, that 
all that we are, some of which is very important, but, but all that we are is really a mask. And that there are times when the true us comes out, shines through that mask. Uh, I don't know what that is for you. For me, it has to do with music. It has to do with moments with my children, with my spouse. There are just moments of the genuine me. And I think I'll probably name this, this podcast the genuine me. Because I think what it means to find meaning is to really find, and I have used the word authenticity, but I'll use the word genuine this time. The genuine you, the authentic you, the real you, the you that is not pretending, the you that is um, underneath the mask, if you will. And I'll be frank, folks, we all wear them. In our, in our most secret of places, when we are you know, alone with our own consciousness, uh, we understand that there's so much pretending that we all do. You know, there's so much pretending uh, that we have to present in order to function in the world. There's so many times we have to bite our tongue or bite our time uh, in order to get along, in order to uh, project into the world something that's uh, suitable for our world. And that's not all bad. I mean, can you imagine if we just went around uh, saying whatever we wanted or doing whatever we wanted? We'd be in real trouble, and I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that we should. But what I'm saying is this, that all of these external things, family, religion, culture, society, politics, they form us, and we latch on to the things we agree with. We latch on to the religion that agrees with our beliefs or the politics that agree with our beliefs. And they begin then to define who we are. And that's really where we get lost. We get lost in those definitions of who we are or who we think we should be. It's pretty easy to see, you know. You run into people who act really tough and and they're not going to get hurt by life. And they've adapted that tough person persona. Or you run into a person who's, who's timid and, and sort of afraid. And they've, they've adopted that, that timidity as their personage, as their persona, as their mask. Uh, as I said in my prior podcast, I'm convinced there's something that lies beyond that for all of us. And that's simply why I'm doing these podcasts. It's, it's, it's why I work so many years with people uh, in counseling and in other settings because I believe that there's something beyond what we pretend to be, the true us, the real us, the authentic us, the genuine us. Now, I've said that. I've said that, and I, I, I think we're coming up on 100 podcasts, and I have said that a million times. I want to add to that. Because I think one way in which we can bust through the, the mask, bust through the false self, the persona, the things that we pretend to be, the things the world forces us to be, is that we can practice uh, a deep spirituality. And I use the word deep spirituality very much on purpose. Because I believe so much of the world's spirituality 
is very shallow. It's about believing a set of propositions. Uh, who a person was in history or a, a, a certain number of, of behaviors that can get you to a more righteous place or this or that. And those are other ways in which we have hooked on to uh, personas, other ways in which we have hooked on to uh, things that, that deflect or get in our way of finding ourselves. So I believe, and again, as always, take this or leave it, but I truly do believe, sisters and brothers, that what we're really about here is love. That the spirit of God, the higher power, uh, nirvana, Krishna, uh, the Buddha, whatever names, uh, whatever significant you give to those significance you give to those names that all of this is revolving around something deeper and i think that people like jesus and buddha were trying to point us to that that deeper aspect of what it means to be human that place of real meaning and i'm convinced that that meaning is love and I don't just mean emotional love, although emotional love has something to do with it. But I mean a real grace. Um, today, I attended a funeral and my dear friend spoke about his father and talked about real grace. That there, there's a way in which you can live that is not perfect, that can't be perfect, but that has its primary focus on sharing love, being forgiving, finding healing, finding connection. And a lot of our personas have no clue about any of that. Matter of fact, probably none of them do. The things we pretend to be have no deep substance. The things that we just assert or believe have no deep substance. The deep substance is the love that shows real grace. There's an old Buddhist saying that, you know, the finger pointing at the moon, uh, you know, the moon's the moon, and the finger is not the moon. Pardon the sloppy, you know, translation of that, but basically saying that, you know, uh, this podcast, uh, the religions we practice, uh, the music we listen to, the meditations, the prayers, they are simply pointing to something greater than all of us. And although it is greater than all of us, it resides within us. The universal Christ, if you will, that Richard Rohr talks about. The universal Buddha that resides within us. The, the truth, the love, the essence of who we are. That, uh, that connection that we yearn for, that is all tied together in love. And the way we express that love is everything. If, if I say this all the time, I'll say it again. If love is real religion, then kindness and generosity and grace, they are the sacrament of that religion. And the older I get, and I mean no offense, but the older I get, the more I see just how few people either don't understand that or don't know how to articulate that.
people live in places where they have no depth of understanding, no self-awareness, and they hook on to these false senses of truth. I heard that juxtaposition uh, today, and, and in so many ways, where, where people would speak the truth, and you could just, it resonated at a deep level. Or you hear a song, and it, it resonates at a deep level, and then you hear someone supposedly... Uh, a religious professional or a professional in psychology, and you realize that there's not any depth there. It's a simple assertion. The real person, the real meaning of who we are is found in that depth. It's found in that deeper place. It's found in a more grace-filled, generous place. It's found by uh, delving within ourselves and in our lives. Uh, my friend's father was a man of great grace. And I have met many people like that. My friend, is my friend Matt, is a man of tremendous grace. I resonate with these people who I can tell are living and struggling out of the deepest sincerity of their soul. They are trying and striving for authenticity and often finding it, trying to live out of a genuine them. And there are people who find it, but it is not easy because you have to go beyond the shallow assertions of the persona, the shallow assertions of what the world has told us is real and is not. As Jesus will say in Christian scripture, you have to let the dead bury the dead and move on. Knock the dust off your feet and go to the next place, Jesus will say. Or Lao Tzu says in the Tao, you know, um, you, you can't be the same person twice, right? We are all moving. We are all striving. We are all seeking. As Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, and that step is inward. The great irony of all this, folks, is we begin our life as young people looking out, living outward, seeing what we can do. And as we grow older and hopefully more spiritually mature, that becomes an inward journey. And the silliness of the outward journey becomes obvious. Yes, I said silliness. Because the things I believed when I was 20 are silly to me at 54. And when I, if I'm blessed to make it to 70, for the things I believe at 54 may not make a lot of sense either. The journey inward is what matters, the journey to authenticity. And the road markers, the proof that we are making that journey is how kind are you? Is kindness a part of the equation? Is your first thought kindness and generosity? Or is your first thought what you can get out of the world? Is your first thought to uh, help people not be shamed or to shame? Is your first thought to, to give or to keep? These are markers. And I will tell you what, folks, people whose first thought is to be cruel or to hold grudges probably aren't listening to this podcast. So here it is. Here's my uh, 
end of part two. The way we can tell we're beginning to break through what the world has made us to be is by how kind we are. And we can only judge how kind we are by how we think when we're alone. How we think with that inner voice, how we feel with that inner voice beyond the masks of this life. So, brothers and sisters, I thank you for your time. And I do have hope. And as always, remember, uh, whether I know you or not, you are cared for uh, deeply. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye.